0: My name is Pastor Thad Thomas of Abundant Living Ministries. Today, I want you to enjoy this message of expansion. It's only a taste of how God wants us to expand spiritually, physically, financially. If you want the full message, go to our website at alm.org. Isaiah 54, verse 2 and 3 says, Enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth forth. From the, cur- from the curtains in thy habitation. Spare not, lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left and they and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Amen. God wants us to have an attitude of expansion. He wants you to have an attitude of expansion spiritually, physically, financially. Why? Why? because it's possible in the in the times that we're living in we can expand why because god makes all things possible because you see people not being blessed doesn't mean you're not you have to be like them do you hear what i said because the world may not be blessed doesn't mean you have to be like that god's going to bless you he's going to cause you to expand why so you can be a testimony that god is real amen And I believe in this time that we're living in, it's not a time to look down, it's not a time to fear, but it's a time to rejoice because God knows what he's doing. It's a time for us to have our hunger and thirst after him. And that's what we're going to be talking about. What do we hunger and thirst after? On a daily basis, what do we hunger, what did you hunger after today? What did you thirst after today? Because I truly believe, even though we're living in the imperilous times, we still need to have a hunger and a thirst for God. Amen. And I believe in this time of of what God is doing in this expansion year, we need to have a hunger for it. You got to have a if you want to see expansion, you got to have a hunger and thirst for it. You got to have a hunger for it. It's like, hey, I'm not satisfied where I'm at, God. I'm not satisfied. I thank you for what I have. I thank you, Lord, everything that I have comes from you, but I'm not satisfied. And I don't want to be satisfied. I want more. If God says, taste and see that the Lord is good, I want to taste him every day. And I don't want to taste the same that I taste today. Come tomorrow morning, God willing, I don't want to taste the same thing I taste of God today. I want something different. Amen? I don't want to get tired. I want want God to surprise me. I want God to surprise you. Amen? And when he says, taste and see that the Lord is good, that means every day something's going to be be good. And it's always going to be better the next day. But we have to have an attitude of of, of being hungry and thirsty for God. And in this expansion, we got to have a hunger for it. I want to be. I want to have a hunger to expand spiritually. I thank God for God blessing me spiritually, but I don't want to stay where I'm at. I want to grow, Amen. I thank God for the revelation. I thank God for every day when I read the Word spiritually gives me new revelation. But I don't. I come tomorrow morning. I want something new, Amen. Physically, I want to expand physically. I want to see, I want to be, I want to big, I want to see big things in my spiritual, in my physical walk with God. In other words, if I got somebody saved today, God come tomorrow morning, I want two people saved. And if I got two people saved, God, I want three people saved the the following day. God, if I prayed for somebody to be healed today, God come tomorrow morning physically, I want to lay hands on two people. What are you doing? You're telling God what you want, but to have, to have what you want from God, you got to have a hunger and thirst for it. Don't get satisfied in what God did for you just today. Want more, come tomorrow, and give God praise, give, say, thank you, Lord, for today. Today was a great day. I thank you, but God, tomorrow is going to be better. Why? Because I have a hunger for it. I have a thirst for it. Financially, God, thank you for blessing me today, but God, I won't double tomorrow because you said my cup would run over. Thank you, Jesus. So you got to have this, this hunger, this, this attitude of hunger every day. Don't get satisfied in what God just did for you today. Have a hunger and thirst for more. Say more. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Excuse me. Says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed, happy. How many of you want to be happy? That word blessed means full of joy. Happy. Blessed are they which do hunger. That word hunger means to seek with eager desire. When you seek God spiritually, physically, financially, do you have an eager desire? Because that's what that word hunger means. And thirst, eagerly long for. In other words, I long for you, God. I long for the tasted and see that the Lord is good. I want you to quench my thirst with that living water. Come on yeah. I want, Hey, I want that living water he's talking about to that, that woman at the well. I want to taste that living water where I never thirst again. Hallelujah. After righteousness. Blessed are they who do, which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. That righteous, that word righteous means doctrine of God, the doctrine of God. For they shall be filled. Look at that word righteousness, the doctrine of God. What is the doctrine of God when you break it down and when you do a study of it? The doctrine of God, it means the integrity of God, the virtue of God, the purity of life of God, the correction of thinking, feeling, and acting of God. When you, when you, when you after righteousness, When you do a study of that word, doctrine of God, and then you're looking, hey, I am hungry, I am hunger and thirsting after your integrity. I am hunger and thirsting after your virtue, your purity of life, God. That is what I want, that is what I'm after. The the correctness of thinking and feeling and acting every day that how I should as a born-again believer. And he says, blessed are they which do hunger, seek with eager desire and thirst, eagerly long for, after righteousness, the doctrine doctrine of God, for they shall be what? Filled. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, in expansion of the kingdom of God, we have to have a hunger and a thirst for it. Because if we do, he says we will be filled. Now, hunger and thirst are natural expression of basic human desire. How many of you woke up this morning and you were hungry? How many of you woke up this morning and you were thirsty? How many of you woke up in the middle of the night last night and you were thirsty and you drank some water? Or you raided the refrigerator because you were hungry for that chocolate eclair or whatever, that piece of chocolate that you had hidden from your spouse or your child that nobody would look? See, I know my (laughs) crowd. But hunger and thirst are a natural expression of basic human desire. When we lose our appetite, something is going wrong with our physical self. And this is also spiritually. When you, you lose your appetite for the things of God, you need to check your spiritual walk. In other words, what I mean is, is that if you are not having an appetite to read the Bible, you need to check yourself. If you're not having an appetite of not only just reading the Bible, but praying, you need to check yourself because we we don't have a problem feeding ourselves physically. But God forbid if you don't feed yourself spiritually, and if you're not eating, and if you're not putting something into your body, something's wrong. Hunger and thirst are a human nature which will seek out to fill its need. As believers, we have to guide our flesh to bring glory to our temples instead of defiling it with junk. We have to guide our flesh. Now, how do you guide your flesh? You can't guide your flesh by flesh because flesh will Defile itself. Flesh likes junk. You gotta be led by the spirit. If you sow the spirit, you will what? Reap everlasting life. You will not defile your temple. What is junk towards God? Having a hunger and thirst for money, fame, pride, power. Instead of hungering and thirsting for God's righteousness, for God's doctrine, for God's integrity, virtue, purity of life, correctness of thinking, feeling, and acting. See, when you have an hunger of flesh, you're going to fill it with the things of this world. ALM, God's word is very direct. Here in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 17. He's very direct. He says, "Wherefore come out from among them. Who is them? The world. When he says them, he's talking about the world. Come out from among them and be ye separate. Say it, to the Lord and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you." Now, where a lot of people Misquote the word, they automatically think money is unclean. No, money is not unclean. The love of money is unclean. Money is a tool. Do you hear what I said? Money is a tool. And does God want you to have money? You better believe it. If you got money in your pocket, say thank you, Jesus. If you got money in the bank, say thank you, Jesus. There's nothing wrong with that. Because money is a tool. Money is to do what? Establish the kingdom of God. That's what money's for. To establish the kingdom of God. See, does God want you to have money, fame, sense of pride in your walk with God? Yes. You know, this month is the month of June and it's pride. Oh, they're celebrating pride. Well, I have a sense of pride. I'm straight. And there's nothing wrong with that. If they can have a sense of pride in being what they want to be, then I have a sense of pride that my wife and I are straight. Come on. Last time I looked, we live in America. Equal rights, people. Hello? And I'm very proud of my walk with God. You should be proud of your walk with God. I don't hold my head down. No, I hold my head up because God says, you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You're out front and not behind. You're highly favored. The possibilities are yours. Now where pride of man gets in the ball is when we take God out of the equation. What are we doing? We're taking the character, the righteousness of God, and we're putting righteousness on flesh. And when you put righteousness on flesh, it becomes sin. And that is what we are. That's what this pride thing is all about. It's all about glorifying flesh. Glorifying sin. Does God love them? Yes, he does. Did Jesus die on the cross for them? Yes, he did. Did he raise again on the third day for them? Yes, he did. But he will not tolerate flesh. Whether you are straight or gay, he will not tolerate flesh. You understand what I'm saying? God wants you to have money. He wants you to have fame. He wants you to have a sense of pride. And he wants you to have power. There's nothing wrong with that. If you don't compromise the word of God. If you don't compromise the righteousness of God. If you live according to the word of God, you have nothing to fear. So if God blesses you with wealth, praise God. Last time I read, Solomon is still the most wealthiest person in the world. And who made that happen? God. If you do a study, he is the richest still today. He is still the most richest king ever. Saudis don't have nothing on King Solomon. And still today, David, his father, gave more to the kingdom than any other king ever gave to God. He gave gave billions of his own wealth. God knows the desires of our hearts. He knows the desires of your hearts. But look at Matthew chapter five, verse six again. Blessed are they. Blessed are they. Who's they? I'm a they. Come on. Let's use a pronoun today. I'm a they. If they can use a they, we can use a they. I'm that they. Blessed are they. Who's a they today? I got, if I'm gonna be proud about being a they, I am a they. According to Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, blessed are they. Who do you identify? I'm a they. You a they. Oh, there comes one of those theys again. Come on. Be proud of your theyness. I'm one of they. I ain't one of you. I'm one of they. Who's a they? Someone who's blessed. Blessed. Someone who's always happy. Full of joy. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. For they shall be filled. Hallelujah. In other words, when I walk out of here tonight, I'm going to be filled. Did you hear what I said? When you walk out of here tonight, you're going to be filled. Why do so many people walk out of here empty? I don't understand. Because you, if you allow God to do what he needs to do, you're going to walk out of here filled. But to be filled, you got to be a they. And a they always hungers and thirsts after the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Whosoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water well up to eternal life, according to John 4.14. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry. And who believes in me will never be thirsty, according to John six thirty-five. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. John 7, 37 and 38. Come all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters and you will have no money. Come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor or what does not satisfy? Isaiah 55, one and two. The spirit and bride say, Come. And let him who hears, say, "Come. whoever is thirsty, let him come. Whoever wishes, let him take the free gift of water of life." Revelations 22:17. Scripture here shows you, if you're hungry, you're going to be fed. If you're thirsty, you're going to be given water. It's all there. You don't have to go hungry. You don't have to go thirsty. God will sustain you. Even though there may be a drought or rumors of drought, there may be famines and rumors and famines. Oh, there may not be no grain. That means there may not be no bread. Oh, chickens are being burned. In Minnesota, 200,000 chickens just decided to catch on fire. What are we going to do? No more eggs. Oh, what are we going to do? No eggs, no wheat, no Ezekiel bread. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? God says, I got you. I got you. I got you. Blessed. Oh, blessed are they who's a they i'm a they if there's ever a day to be a pronoun i'm one of them you know the funny thing is is that now kids are going to learn english they're going to understand pronouns and adjectives better than anything. They will understand the difference between a verb, adjective, and a pronoun because they surely can't teach it in school. Now they're going to get it. They're going to have an understanding of what a verb is, a pronoun, and an adjective because that's how they, you know, present themselves. But today, God created pronouns. See, nothing is new under the sun Do you think the devil just came out and just made pronouns to be like, ah, no, God already had it in the word. He says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. If you stay hungry and thirsty for the righteousness of God, you got nothing to fear. You will always be quenched, your bellies will always be filled, not only spiritually. But physically. If I have to, if my house and I, my wife and I in my house have to wake up in the morning and walk out and pick up manna on the ground, so be it. What's wrong with that? It came from heaven. I don't know about you, but every time I read it, I, read, I get it. When I read the word and when I get to that part where I talk about manna, I say, God, I would like to like, can I taste that? I want to taste it. How many of you want to I really want to taste what manna tastes like? I want, I'm, like, I'm like I'm like God, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Can I just like wake up to one morning and I walk outside and there's this like this wafers? These couple of wafers on the ground? Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes. And after we, you know, break bread and take it. Look what God did. We're gonna put it all over, post it all over social media. Man I'm from heaven. Do it again, God. If it sustains, it sustains. If it fills, it fills. I don't care what God wants to do. Nothing's impossible for God. He said, Blessed are they. They, who's a they? Oh, you got to start seeing yourself as they. You one of they. Be proud of your theyness. I know I'm making up a word, but hey, if they could be a cat or a dog, I can make up a word. So when you look at these scriptures from John 14, John 6. John 7, Isaiah 55 and Revelations 22. And there's many more in there, but you know, I didn't want to give it all to you. I want you to go study it for yourself, hunger and thirst. I want you to f- study it for yourself and, and find the words for you and do a breakdown so you can study it and get a grasp of what God is truly saying. It's obvious that the imagery of, hungry, hungering and thirsting after God is a scriptural concept it's a scriptural concept. Having a hunger and a thirst for God is a scriptural concept. God wants you to hunger and thirst after his righteousness, after his attributes of who he is. ALM, what are you hungering hungering and thirsty for here, to, for here tonight? What are you hungering and thirsting for? I pray it's, it's the expansion of this vision When you hunger and have a thirst for for church, I pray that you're hungering and thirsting for expansion of this vision. What is this vision? Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus restores, and the Holy Spirit transforms. Kingdom status. I pray that is what you're hungering and thirsting for every day. God, who can I bring kingdom status to today who needs kingdom status because someone out there is eating the wrong thing they think it's nutritious but it's nothing but worms it's 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 it's, it's bad it's killing them it's full of gmos it's not organic See, when God gave them manna, that was, that was true organic. I mean, you couldn't get any more organic than that. When you, when you hunger and thirst for this church, I, I, I pray that, that you're, you're hungering thirst for this vision to go beyond these walls. I thank God for these walls, but God didn't tell us to stay in these walls. He told us to go out. Beyond the walls. Pentecost is this Sunday. Hallelujah. What we hunger and thirst for is what we will see happen. What we hunger and thirst for is what we will eat come this Sunday. Spiritually, physically, financially. Never get yourself satisfied in what you eat and drink long for something better if you live off a of biblical mcdonald's that's all you're going to eat if that's all you do is live off the drive through that's all you're going to eat but long for something better what do i mean by that long for spiritual capital grill long for Ruth Chris, long for Morton's, long for Texas to Brazil. All you can eat. Hallelujah. Who's ever been to a Texas, Brazil? They just constantly bring you that meat. Want some more? Want some more? Want some more? Want some more? Oh, you eat your fill, don't you? You eat so much you wish you didn't eat and you got to take a pill for indigestion. You know what I'm saying? And you don't think about that while you're eating it, while they're bringing that meat. Well, hey, what you long for, hey, if you long for McDonald's, guess what? You're gonna get a spiritual Holy Ghost Big Mac. And some people are happy with just a spiritual Big Mac. Or Whopper. Or, or a Baconator. No. No. Or... Oh, it's godly because I go to, I, I crave a Chick fil A spicy. Oh, I'm going, high. God, I'm stepping it up. I'm going spicy chicken. Oh, it's, go, it's, God's, it's God's chicken. No, that's Baptist chicken. You got Pentecost Sunday. Bye bye. <laughs> But hey, you wouldn't believe how many people just have Popeyes, spiritual Popeyes. No, 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 no. Anybody can go through a drive through And many people today, that's all their livelihood when it comes to godliness, being hungry and thirsty, they go through the drive through Why? Because it's quick. It's in and out. They get their typical number one, number one with a sweet tea, number one, With a chocolate shake. And yes, don't forget the cookie. She always tells me, don't forget the cookie. We laugh, but how many of us, we choose to go through the drive-thru instead of sitting down and being dined by the Holy Spirit. And let him bring out the appetizer first. Then let him bring out the salad next. Then he brings out the the meal. The encore. No, what's it? Entree. Yes, entree. Then he's not done yet. Because he still has dessert. Why? Because he wants to dine you. He wants you, and he's not going to use some thing created in a lab that we think is, you know, because it's, you know, it's McDonald's. Mm. No, he wants you to eat a prime piece of meat. He's going to give you the best piece of meat. Or maybe you don't like meat. Okay, the best piece of chicken. Listen to me. Okay, you may not like chicken. I'm going to tell you this right now fish but listen to me he's not going to send you to to a um, red lobster red lobster is not a seafood place god and listen to me he's not going to send you to olive garden that's not italian come on mike you're italian you know olive garden is not italian that's fast food no He's going to take you to Capitol Grill. He's going to to dine you. He's going to sit you down. He wants it to be fancy. But what you long for is what you're going to get. I long for the Holy Ghost. See, when I talk to the Holy Ghost, I said, don't you take me to McDonald's. Don't you take me to Burger King. Don't you take me to Wendy's. Don't take, me, don't take me to Char Hut. Don't take me to um, Chick-fil-A. No, no, no. I want something better. Me and you are going to sit down, Holy Ghost. We're going to talk a little. I'm not going to look at the menu. I mean, I'm not going to look at the price. I want you to surprise me. I want the chef's cut. I want God's cut. I don't want... The servant's cut? No, I want God's cut. I don't want what everybody, no, 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 no. I want God's cut. Psalms 37 verse four, it says, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself, make yourself pliable. Make yourself pliable. Bend towards the things of God. What are you doing? You're, ha- you're making yourself pliable through what? Through your hunger and thirst for the righteousness of God. That woman at the well, every day she went to Jacob's well, Jacob's well, every day she drew water out and every day she had to go back and get from Jacob's well. And Jesus said, you don't need to keep coming back. Drink of me and I will take you beyond satisfaction. I'll take you beyond your quench of thirst, I will sustain you. See, that is what this church longs for. We don't want to get used to what is happening all the time. We want something new from the table of God. And that is why the Holy Spirit is here, because he is going to bring what God is serving every day. But if we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give us the desires of thine heart. Now, here's where I want to take you today. After I let all that go to Psalm 63, this is where I am bringing you tonight. Because I really believe David was showing us here in Psalm 63 what the meaning of thirst and and longing for, having a hunger, having a hunger and thirst for God. And it says, starting in verse one, it says, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh long for thee in a dry and thirsty land. Where no water is to see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied with the marrow and fatness of my And my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in, in the night watches, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadows of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followed hard after thee, thy right hand upholds me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. What are we seeing here? David is showing the importance of have a thirst for God, have a hunger for God, had wanting long. That word thirst there means, what David was saying there, means suffer thirst. In other words, I thirst for you. My desire is you, God. Nothing matters on this earth but you. I desire you. I long. In other words, I'm about to faint. In other words, God, I've given it all out. There's nothing, no more. I need you. to be in his presence at all times, to see the hand of power, to see the the hand of God, to see the hand of God's power. That word power means to see his strength, socially and politically. Oh yeah, God does get involved in politics, socially and politically. And glory, that word glory means honor, abundance, splendor, reputation, and riches. So we see David here, he says, I suffer thirst to faint for God. I want to see your power and I want to see your glory at all times. I hunger for your power. I thirst for your power. I hunger and thirst for your glory to be present at all times in my life. Do we have the same desire, ALM, as David did for God over this vision? Do you have that same desire as David did for God when it comes to this vision of ALM? What is the vision? Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus restores. The Holy Spirit transformed. Do we have that same desire as God did? Do we have a thirst for it? Do we have a longing for it? To see the power of God manifest itself everywhere we go when we talk about the vision of ALM. Making the decision tonight Making this decision is important because in making this decision to have a longing, to have a, have a thirst and have a longing for God, it's gonna cost you something. Are you willing to let go of the pride of the world? Are you willing to take your eyes off the world and just stay focused on God? God. Because that is what David did. See, now when you when you read when you read about David, and David had issues, we know that. But everyone in this room has issues. But one thing I know about David, David loved God. He still, in all his crazy lifestyles, decision making, he still had a thirst and had a longing for God. That's why we can understand. David was the apple of God's eye. He stayed hungry and thirsty for God, even though he had shortcomings, even though when he got caught, what did he do? He ran to God. He ran to God. He fell on his face before God. He says, God, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. But take not your Holy Spirit from me. Even though I am guilty of murder, guilty of adultery, I throw myself on your mercy. What was he doing? He was was thirsting after, he was longing after God, even though he knew he was guilty of murder, guilty of adultery. He threw himself not on the prophet, not on not on Bathsheba, but he went to the house of God and he threw himself before God Take not your holy spirit from me because if the holy spirit is taking I will not, my thirst will be for all eternity think about that Saul when Saul met when when he ripped he grabbed the mantle of Saul of Samuel and Shem B'Tormer says, "Just like you ripped my clothes, God has ripped your 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 throne, the throne from you. You will forever thirst. You will ever be in wanting. You will ever be in wanting. And from that day on, Saul was never happy. He he was there. The Holy Spirit left him. The Spirit of God left him. That anointing left him." And David understood that. He says, oh, oh, no, no, no. He was guilty. But I, hey, I'm not going to be another Saul. I'm going to throw myself at the, foot, at, the, at the feet of God. Now, if David threw himself at the feet of God, how many of us are willing to come forward and throw our feet, throw ourselves at the feet of Christ and say, forgive me. Forgive me, Jesus. And you know What? Just like God forgave David, Jesus has forgiven us. And he did not take the spirit, but matter of fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. When you throw yourself at the feet of Christ, he'll forgive you. But here's the thing. Did David, after he did all that he did, Did he stay at the foot of God? No, he got up. See, whatever you may have done, throw yourself at the foot of God, but don't stay there. Get up. Get up. So many times people just stay at the foot of Christ and they don't move. No, you're not good at the foot of Christ. He's already forgiven you. He's already given you what? The spirit of God, what? To go out. And share the truth that if God can save a wretch like me, he can save anybody. If he can save me from A, B, C, D, F, and D, he can save you from whatever letter of the alphabet you've done. It doesn't matter. That is why David was the apple of God's eye. And, and, and God, through David and all his mess, the lineage of Christ came. Why? Because David would not get satisfied in whatever God did for him. He wanted more. His taste for God, his thirst for God, his hunger for God. He wanted to be in God's presence at all times. He wanted to see the power of God and he wanted to see the glory of God at all times. Make the decision to taste and see that God is good. Make the decision to taste and see that God is good. Stop going to the cheap drive throughs Sit down and sup with Jesus. Feast upon his menu of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and revelation, which is served by the Holy Ghost. Feast upon that menu. I don't know about you, but I want wisdom. I want the wisdom of of Christ, because Jesus is our wisdom. I want the knowledge of Christ. I want the understanding of who Jesus is in everything, why he did what he said, why he said what he said, why he went where he went, why he did what he did. I want the understanding. And yes, I want new Revelation that what eye has not seen and ear has not heard. I want something new. But for that to happen, I gotta be willing to taste and see that the Lord is good. Because if I'm willing to taste and see that the Lord is good, he says, he gonna bless me because I'm a they. And because I'm a they, I do hunger and thirst after righteousness, and I'll be filled. Don't satisfy yourself with drive, cheap drive-throughs. McDonald's is not your answer. If you, you're not going to get revelation from McDonald's, but you will get gas. You will get an upset stomach. You will get fat. Because it's junk. You can't live off of McDonald's. You can't live off of Big, Big Macs. You can't live off of Whoppers. You can't live off of spicy chickens. No. But you can live by the Holy Ghost. You can live by the Holy Ghost. Why? Because he has the menu of God. The menu has been already set. Oh, but I'm a Vegetarian. Your flesh says you're a vegetarian, but God says something else because the menu has been set. God is going to give you what you need. You just got to trust God. Amen? 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 Amen. Amen. How many of you is ready to taste and see that the Lord is good? How many of you truly want to taste and see that the Lord is good? Make time. Make time. We have time for mama. We have time for daddy. We have time for children. We have time for everything else in the world. But if you truly want to taste and see that the Lord is good and be dined with the best food of heaven, make time. I love what Pastor Lass, uh, Pastor Last. <laughs> Brother Lasky said last night he shared in the prayer you need to make time in the holy ghost you need to spend time when you have your little break time in work pray seek the lord seek the lord seek the lord in that time in that whatever break time you have if the world can have a 10 minute cigarette break guess what you can have a break Spend time with the Lord. Praying in the Holy Ghost. What are you doing? You're supping with him. You allow him to feed you. You allow him to give you what he desires that you need at that very moment because you don't know before the end of the day somebody needs to get saved, healed, restored, and transformed and without Breaking bread with God. Tasting, seeing that the Lord is good. You're that person that needs to be delivered. That person that needs the sustenance of God. Who's been living off of McDonald's. Living off of junk. Needs something that they have never tasted and seen before. That if you allow the Holy Spirit to set. Remember the menu is set. You allow him to bring forth wisdom. Knowledge. Understanding. Revelation of what that is, whatever God it has, that person will partake in something they've never taken, and they're not gonna want McDonald's anymore. They're not gonna want no 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 I want that. They're gonna be like David. I thirst for that. I long for that. There's no substitute, people. Don't be fooled. There is no substitute. No. I thank God for the milk, but I'm beyond the milk. I want the cow. I want the meat. I want the meat of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. Get ready for expansion. You may be watching today and you desire to be saved, healed, restored, and transformed. Today is your day. Just say this with me. Jesus, save me from my sins. Heal me from my sicknesses. Restore me back to God. Holy Spirit, transform me to kingdom status. I confess you, Jesus, as my Lord, King, and Savior. If you did this today, welcome to the family of God. Until next time, remember Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus restores, and the Holy Ghost transforms.